Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're going to start slow, but we're always, always going to finish fast. No matter what the score was, we're going to finish hard. We're going to finish fast. It's Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us. We weren't defeated, but they had us. With just one hour until kickoff. Regardless of the scoreboard, you're going to be successful because you put in all the time, all the effort, all the hard work, and you're going to go out with this win. Joe has you covered like an all-pro safety. Steps up. Throws. Rashad is tackling topics like a blitzing linebacker. Pressure drops. Parsons came flying through. Football Sunday on the Odyssey app. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. And 1080 The Fan. Welcome in to the first Football Sunday of 2023. I'm Joe Fisher. Got my boy Rashad Taylor across the glass. What? What? <laughs> happy New Year, bro. Dude, happy everything to you. You got here like in traditional 1080 the fan fashion, five to ten minutes before the show started. Hey, man. And I told you, regardless of who the host is, whenever anybody does that, I still get nervous to this day. I've been doing this for like seven, eight years. Yeah. And it, even though I have trust in all you guys to show up before the show, that that last five to ten minute feeling, it, you start to get a bit nervous. Well, number one, don't put my business in the street like that, <laughs> telling everybody that I was, you know, five minutes late. What if the boss is listening? Which well, hey, is. again, traffic, not anything could have happened. It's not true. I wasn't. But, no, it's, it's one of those things. I think we're all just, when Lynch and I first start doing the show, like, we were here early, <laughs> early. And right. then we were like... Why are we meeting so early and we can just maybe talk the night before? 9 a.m. show. Let's get in at 6 yeah. a.m. to prep. No, seriously, we were here at like, no, it was an 8 a.m. show. And we were here at like, you know, right around 6.45, 7, you know, something like that. Just mapping out the show. It's like, why can't we do this from from home? Like, you know. And the night before. Just ha- just have a conversation, you know, the night before about what we were going to do. And so that kind of changed, you know, everything. But football is Football kind of writes itself, man. Like, I mean, there's always so much to talk about on Football Sunday to where it's it's like, what are the huge stories, you know, or what are the, you know, the the interesting storylines that are happening right now? Or what maybe what are some things that are happening nobody's talking about? Just makes it a, a lot easier. Like Sports Sunday, yes, we need we need some prep there because there are so many other sports happening and there's different angles as we talk about our Blazers and we talk about, you know, what, Ducks and Beads recruiting, you know, whatever the case is. There's so much more to do. So, yes, we have to map that out a little bit better well i feel like again we haven't had a show since it's been like three weeks bro <sighs> yep because it was uh, we, we had new year's christmas both fall on a sunday so it was the week before christmas yeah so a lot has happened since then has it really i haven't been paying attention <laughs> you know an s ton has happened since then no yeah man it like and uh, it always sucks. like i'm trying to think back just like what happened three weeks ago what happened two weeks ago and i'm just like i don't know because so much has happened just since then alone what happened two weeks ago um that was christmas trying to see what what games were on christmas that were important or what was oh i remember what happened on christmas i got absolutely blasted by my family because i had the audacity to have an nba game on for a little bit Instead of the Rams Broncos. Is it not always 
uh, Christmas NBA. Like it's, well, it's you know NBA on Christmas. It all it has been. Like, it for, has like, the past been, like ten years. Well, it has been, but the NFL said it has been saying the last couple of years. Mm, I think we'll take that holiday. Yeah, also. but I mean, I don't remember many like Sunday Christmas. I mean, oh, I know no, they exist, you know, but there definitely hasn't been a lot. But I, I'm pretty sure that they're trying to make it a thing now where they have and some they games can. on and every and every few years you know <laughs> in they the can, nba is just yeah, like you exactly serious? every like, few years you can do that it's like the olympics you know every few years you can actually have that you know nfl you know christmas sunday and everything but that day's always been kind of reserved for for nba especially for nba guys but having it on christmas it i mean you know I, options are awesome bro i thought i was losing my mind they i turned on buck celtics Two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. because again, it was Rams versus Broncos, which ended up turning into like a fifty-one seventeen game, real, yeah. real barn burner, real close there. And again, I had multiple family members. Where's the football? Where's the football game? And I'm like, well, it's Rams Broncos. Well, I don't care. Where yeah, right. No, yeah, turn to anything. I'm like, oh my no, god. We, we want to watch, you know, Lions and Broncos. Like, no, we don't. Right and it, now, and but. speaking of the NBA. It's been absolutely lit, basically, since after Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Like, there has just been insane games, performances. The scoring is through the roof. I don't know if they went back to a new ball or something like that, but people are out in the NBA getting buckets. Right Pulling now. in the MLB and just switching out. You remember a, that year the NBA a different did that? Ball. Yeah, I do remember yeah, that because the first one sucked. They yeah. tried to change it, and then they hated it. Yeah, and, like, bring the old ball back. Uh, let's see, TCU had that huge game. You know, Boy. like, who, who knew? Well, I didn't. You know what? Honestly, what happened over this uh, winter holiday break, Rashad, that that climbs up the top of my power rankings is I, I got access to, uh, and I think I texted you about this, I got access to WWF. Oh, yeah. And, like, WWE, like, Game old changer. attitude era, 90s, early 2000s. Game changer. It's all on Peacock, which I never had any reason to use before this. And then my sister had the login. So it's been a lot of... Of course, football and NBA watching and all that, but a lot of WWF, 1990s WWF. Yeah, man, it's different. That's that was a that was a great time in wrestling. You know? I'm I'm laughing my ass off watching all these episodes. I think it is hilarious. Seriously, like if you think about it, in it retrospect, sounds, it sounds like a bad like soap opera. Man, there's pimps and porn stars <laughs> and a guy that beats up his boss and another guy that raises an eyebrow and has a five hundred dollar shirt. And, you know, guys that put their asses in other guys' faces, like, as a move, like, is it puppies? You know, there's there are so many different things about the about that era of wrestling. It's like it's 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 pretty funny to watch. Well, it's, un, it's, un, it's inappropriate. So hopefully. Oh, there's definitely he wasn't letting uh, Joey watch any of it. But uh, oh, no, trust yeah. me there. I know which uh, parts of it I can let him sneak like two minutes in. But as soon as Val Venus shows up, then hello, ladies. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> or the Godfather. Yeah, it's like, eh, yeah, yeah. We're going to skip through this he intercontinental said, on matchup. TV, on television, he said, roll a fatty for this pimp daddy and tell the world, pimping ain't easy. And the crowd <laughs> just repeated it. I was like, this is so inappropriate, bro. And he came out with the hose. Yeah. Uh, and don't get mad at us. This happened. This is on. This was on. This was 90s wrestling. This Attitude all happened. Wrestling, which was awesome. You know, but also it gave us like these. You know, these pop culture icons, you know, it gave you Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, I was you telling you that I, I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to either have to check the library or up the drop game and just get a couple, you know, give me a hell yeah, yeah or something like that. You know? I do remember, though, Rashad, years ago, and I don't know why I got this. I think it was for Dirt and Sprague, but I pulled a bunch of uh, Jim Ross drops, just him just yelling and freaking. No, don't do it. What the hell is the meaning of this? I swear to God, that'll stop your heart. My God in heaven, why is this happening? The best storyteller in, in wrestling. So I got more. Part. I got more. Why? Someone tell me why, damn it, you son of a bitch. Why? Tell me why. Yeah, man, Jim Ross was the best. Like, you know, when when you're when I went to uh to wrestling this past uh Friday, me and my cousin. I uh, went to the, an AEW show. So it was like the newer Was it promotion. here in Portland? It was. It was at the Coliseum. Uh, and if you know um, Tony at the, Khan. It was at the Coliseum. It was. They could not fill the moda, huh? I mean, no, but neither does WWE, if we're being real. Like, they really don't either. They fill the bottom uh, the bottom bowl. They fill, the, the like, the 200 level. But for the most part, they, I've 
they almost never sell out the the Moda Center. It has to be something super super cool. The Rock has to be in town or something like that. But other than that, it just it doesn't happen. But uh, but yeah, and good old Jr. came out at the beginning of the show because he does commentary, and uh, it was it was pretty. Because I don't, from, to my knowledge, I don't think he's ever been to Portland for wrestling. You know, at least if not for many many years, because you know wrestling was outlawed here in uh, the state of Oregon. I think for where professional wrestling was for uh, a long time. So they didn't actually even come to Portland. So it was pretty cool to see this dude that I've been listening to do listening to that for for years. You know, there's no, you know, you take those commentary guys, you know, to make sure they can tell the story. Otherwise, it's just, you know, two guys in there wrestling around. Wrestling. <laughs> some some of the storyline, as much as a psychopath as Vince McMahon is, have you ever seen anyone dedicate themselves to their company more than that man has? Absolutely And not. embarrass himself Absolutely on not. a week Continuously, week. <laughs> continuously embarrass themselves, but do it for the sake Again, of- absolute dirtbag egomaniac like just narcissist one of the the, it's it's crazy one of the worst guys you know like in any industry you know for the most part but i still is like you've given me so much i'm so conflicted about you know like because i don't want to not like say i love wrestling but you were such a creep i was watching i was watching an old episode and stone cold is just messing with him and you know does something and he scares him so much that he, you know, uh, you know, he ends up peeing his pants in the middle of the ring, obviously fake. But again, it's like, here is the owner of a Fortune 500 company. He does not need to do any of this. Again, no. ego and has a lot to do with that. He and... let Donald Trump shave his head. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, that's somebody, Rikishi. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he kissed someone's ass just because they said <laughs> that's what that's what they do. So, I mean, yes, for as far as dedication, but how far does that go to when you become such a such a creep and such a bully and you know seriously like that that's when people start drawing lines so hopefully i don't have to see vince mcmahon ever again as i continue to watch wrestling all right all right so i say we go from the the fake sports to the real sports don't do that it's not fake. do you remember that time that dusty called uh wrestling fake in front of a wwe superstar when oh, they were interviewing no. and then it was i was one of the luchadors can't remember who it was but he kind of sits up and start fixing his mask and dusty was like oh wait a minute maybe i sh- shouldn't have said maybe that re- <laughs> let me uh, reword yeah, that yeah, statement so the, i don't think they like that word uh, <laughs> yeah i have not heard that story unfortunately yeah, that's, that's the f word in wwe <laughs> yeah, ask him about it yeah it was pretty it was it's pretty funny when he told the story later oh boy and then he got uh, put into a sharpshooter. And yeah, there it is. Got his ankle broke. And there it is. There you go. Um, okay, to go from, how do I say this? Hmm. More sports that are more geared towards. More competitive sports. Entertainment rather Don't. than the competition itself. Let's move to the more competitive sports. There we go. Okay. That's All right. But seriously, there is uh, there is a lot to get to. Um I was thinking driving in, we got NFL playoff scenarios. I love how we basically know just about every team that's going to be in the NFC playoffs, but we don't know who is going to play, who, when, and where. We have some ideas, confidence in what that will look like, but again, a lot to be decided there. The AFC haven't even begun to look at the playoff scenarios there because obviously with uh, the DeMar Hamlin situation, and thank God he's gotten so much better to where this can be something that we talk about playoff scenarios and actually caring about that now, but the AFC have no idea what's going on there. We have a college football championship tomorrow, and I do want to at some point get into the Portland Trailblazers because the season started on Christmas for a lot of people, and since then, humbug. Since then, it's been uh, yeah. I'm I feel like a Grinch as well about the Blazers, but there are some things that. Um, we need to look at with them because, again, they are not looking too good. Lost six of their last eight games. So I wanted to get into that at some point. But we got a lot of football to break, get into. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. Rashad is at, at TaylorMade503. You can find us on IG as well. Text line, 503-250-1080. But, Rashad, let's get into this number seven seed in the NFC. Seahawks, Lions, Packers, it all comes down to this. Well, kind of, because... It might not if the Seahawks win. I don't know. We'll look at the scenario. We'll see what we want to happen, what we think is going to happen, what's the best uh, thing for the NFL to happen. We'll get into all that next. Football Sunday right here, 1080 
side of the river so that uh, that lyric does work out thank you Monta. um rashad mentioned something in the commercial break that we're, we're gonna have to get to because he had a front row seat to the les schwab invitational and westland i mean i don't want to say doing the unthinkable because they they got at it no, you can say it i mean they they took care of both of those teams um in the semifinal and the championship so um yeah, we'll have to get to that because I would love to hear Rashad's uh, perspective, point of view. Because, again, like I said, he was there on the call during uh, the Les Schwab Invitational watching all those games with uh, one Dusty Hera. And uh, was he was Dusty with you on both those calls? or He was. Nice, nice. So, yes, we'll, we'll hopefully get to that into the second hour. But we are 40 minutes away from uh, the final Sunday of the NFL regular season. And we have a lot to still to be decided. Now, for uh, the Seahawks fans in the area, we'll have to wait till 125 here on 1080 The Fan to hear that game. They're taking on the Rams, the Baker Mayfield-led Rams. <laughs> Just... It's it's so it's yeah. Still, keep going. Still, still weird. Actually, and before I get too far, I need to just read you the Week 18 starting quarterbacks because it's a. Uh, Again, there's a lot of important games today, but there's going to be some games that it's like, oh, boy, this could get ugly. Uh, the Colts starting Sam Ellinger. Mm. Arizona is sta- uh, starting David Blauf. Blauf? B-L-O-U-G-H. I think Blau? that's a Blauf. Blau? I don't know. Uh, Giants will be starting Davis Webb. I said in my, uh, earlier they have the sixth seed locked up, so they don't really have to play anyone. Uh, Miami's Skylar Thompson will be starting. Washington Commanders starting Sam Howell. Chicago starting Nathan Peterman. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Dear God. And Baltimore is starting our very own Ducks quarterback, Anthony Brown. <laughs> really? <laughs> Anthony Brown's getting the start? Go he, ahead. He had, I don't know, he hasn't started this year, but he has played. played. Yeah, yeah, I saw him playing at one point. <laughs> but, okay, Anthony Brown. But yeah, he's getting For the all start. of you that said I couldn't play quarterback. <laughs> How about this? Let's yeah. go. Well, he's, you know, I was talking to Joey about it, my son, before the show, and I was just like, oh, boy. And he's like. What if he goes out there and he just just shreds the defense? <laughs> well, like, I was like, well, he's not. I was like, well, he's clearly not bad enough to be in the NFL. It's like he was just really, it was not good with the Ducks. I was like, maybe. Maybe maybe it was just the maybe. Ducks. <laughs> but we've seen this before because I remember everybody was saying there's my, my old co-host was on the on the on the the tip to say Justin Herbert was overrated. Didn't he, think he was yeah. that good. And Justin Herbert is taking a team to the playoffs. So So Anthony Brown's gonna shred the Bengals for three fifty and three tutties be, today. That then? would be great. <laughs> Oh, that'd be dope. I would honestly. I kind of want to see it because that's not going to be an indictment on the Oregon program. It's going to be an indictment on Mario Cristobal, and he's no longer I, part of the. Program. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> so, anyways, back to the Seahawks and the Lions and the Packers because that's um, that's got the biggest implications today. There's also uh, seven seed being fought for in the AFC, and we'll get to that in the next segment. But I want to talk about the Seahawks because this is weird how it's all set up, Rashad. They put Lions and Packers for the Sunday night game, right? And that game has, well, could have a lot of implications, but it all depends on what happens in the Seahawks game. If the Seahawks lose, then, and this is where I got to pull up all the scenarios here, uh, the Lions need to win, and they also need the Seahawks to win. So if the Seahawks lose against the Rams, then the Lions have no reason to play for anything. They cannot make the playoffs. So then the game tonight against the Packers at that point would not mean anything at all, and Packers are going, and it's it's done at that point. So it's it's a very <laughs> – 
it's very bizarre as far as like, all right, so Lions, Seahawks, or Lions, Packers, a lot of potential to be a huge game tonight. And who wouldn't want to see that, right? Lions, Packers, winner take all to make it into the playoffs. But again, depending on what the Seahawks do, it could all be for nothing. And then that game is, I'd like to see how the Lions approach that too. It's like, do they even care to beat, try and beat the Packers at that point? So I think you want to win the game. I think, of course. And I think Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell too. Yeah. Yeah. If you're Dan Campbell <laughs> and considering the way your season started and where you are now. Well, we, and considering the man that Dan Campbell is. Absolutely. I mean, just think about it. No, did, did you project the Lions to go eight and eight this year? Or at least eight and eight or close to it? Uh, I, I probably didn't have him to be as bad as last year, but to have him at 500, I, I don't yeah, know. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. I'm not going to give myself there. that much credit. No, I've, I'm definitely not. I didn't figure they would be there, but, you know, here they are. So I'm sure. Knowing what we've seen from Dan Campbell, yeah, they want to win the game and, you know, let the Seahawks, you know, decide what the Seahawks, you know, end up doing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see them going out there and just kind of laying down, especially for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, for sure. Yeah, I, um, hey, I can't believe the Packers are in this situation. They have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I should and, believe it. You know, it, like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's one of those things. You had a healthy, for the most part, Aaron Rodgers. You didn't have the... Uh, that amazing uh, receiving core that you're used to having, but you make a way. Your your defense was able to kind of uh, hold you up for most of the season to to get you to this point. Uh, your offensive line didn't completely collapse, you know. And so, I mean, yeah, things kind of worked out for you. And really, this part in the year is all about which team is playing the best. Who's the hottest team at this point? You're talking about a one-game elimination playoff scenario. So, Who's playing the best football? I, I talk about this all the time, but I've seen a, I've watched a Lions, or excuse me, a Giants team twice um, kind of run the gauntlet towards the end of the season and make it to the Super Bowl and win twice. You know, so not to say that that it, it can't happen, and we've seen it happen quite often. You know, we saw um, that Philadelphia team that was just, man, amazing, and they got great with Nick Foles at the end of the season, and they won a Super Bowl. So we've seen it before. And now you have a bunch of teams that are playing some great, great football right now. Now I guess we'll figure out which of them have the – whoever is the hottest is the one that's going to win. Well, I'm disappointed in myself. I, I'm looking at the Packers' schedule because I wanted to – like you said, who's playing the hottest, right? And Packers, we know they're playing uh, really good. They've won four games in a row. But it just dawned on me that the last time I played golf was that Sunday of the Packers-Cowboys game, November 13th, almost two months without a round of golf for Shad. Oh, no. Unacceptable unacceptable You're probably going to like withdrawals and shaking and stuff i am i went to the range the other day so it's it's starting to come back starting to get that itch but um as you mentioned the playing you know who's playing the best packers have won four in a row granted bears rams concussed to a throwing picks for the dolphins that vikings win last week though was very impressive just absolutely dominated them but the lions they've won four of their last five games they're looking just as good. They also got to win against the Vikings. I mean, they crushed the Bears last week. So those two teams really are playing the best, whereas the Seahawks, uh, to quote Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were at this point. The way that their season has been trending downwards, it's like last few weeks, you know, you get film on a team, the weather changes, you can't throw the ball as well, you don't really have any running backs that are staying healthy. You've got Kenneth Walker back now, but it's just – this team, they, they had some interior line issues on the defensive end. It kind of snowballed into this OS. We need to figure this out now. And um, there's a lot of people. I mean, yeah, the Seahawks are favored by six today, Rashad. But I was hearing a couple people on the Rams today. And uh, Baker Mayfield, say what you want. He has been pretty solid at quarterback for those Rams. I mean, you don't put up 50 points as a team if you're not playing good offense. So If nothing else, man, Baker Mayfield doesn't lack confidence no. and he's going to make sure he goes out there and at least plays hard and and when when he's motivated he can be really really good but this Seahawks team hasn't been good for I want to say most of the second half of the season you know he's over the past what six weeks they're two and four over the past six games and uh, most of these games haven't looked good and we've seen Geno kind of cool off a little bit and he's been more of the game manager that we figured he would be, but I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at a team that had that great win against the Rams that we saw um, at, towards the beginning of December, and then the, the the loss to Carolina and the loss to the to the um, 
to the 49ers and then another loss to which we all kind of expected coming to the Chiefs. You beat the Jets and we expected you to beat the Jets. I think most of us expected that, but now it's kind of you, you hold all the keys. And so if they can win and they can beat this Broncos team, hey, man, Seahawks fans, you guys did it. You back. And I'm sure it's going to feel that much better just knowing that Russell Wilson has no chance of making the playoffs. And he, you know, he left you off for greener pastures or snowier slopes. I don't know what he, what exactly he left for in Denver. I'm not moving to Denver. <laughs> Whatever landscape he prefers. Yeah, I'm not moving to Denver. But uh, I'm sure that has to feel incredibly good. As somebody that lost Brady and then the next year went to the playoffs, even though Brady won the Super Bowl after he left, it still felt pretty good to get there without him. Most definitely. Most definitely. So we are up against it, but Rashad, I do want to ask you, of those three teams, the Seahawks, Lions, Packers, who do you want to get the seven seed? The, the Lions. You want the Lions? Straight up. You know? I would like I would like Geno Smith because, you know, Geno's been my guy. You know, he didn't write back. And since, since he said that, <laughs> I was like, man, I, that's that's dope. But I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I personally, on a, on a sports note, can't stand the Seahawks. On a personal note, like I got – I got love for, you know, a lot. I got a lot of Seahawk fan friends and everything like that. So I would like to see them happy. But at the same time, man, screw the Seahawks and and them being good <laughs> at anything. But, I, I mean, how can you not root for Dan Campbell? How can you not root yeah. for this team? That's uh, that's kind of where I'm at, yeah. You know, the, the years of just struggle and years of heartbreak and years of mediocrity. And finally, it looks like you have a bunch of guys that want to play football in, in Detroit. And so, um, I, of course, I want that team to win. It makes watching that season of hard knocks, you know, that much better. All right. So, who I want is, yeah, if I'm going to rank them, I'm probably going to go Lions one with the Seahawks a close second because I do think it would be cool for the Seahawks to finish this season off and, like, make the playoffs as, like, a kind of a in-your-face, we right. did it. Whether they win their playoff matchup, I don't care. I just kind of want to see them culminate this season with that we're going at the playoffs. We did prove all of you wrong. And for Gino, I think he, I mean, for all the crap that he's taken for years, I think he deserves that moment to and say, I, you know, I did it. I don't we know if it. Seahawks, I mean, Seahawks fans are in a weird spot because it's like, do you want Gino, Gino to look any better than he has in leading him to the playoffs? Because then you got an interesting decision to make in the offseason. No, so. yeah, it's, I don't think it's that interesting, but yeah. Ooh. All right. I mean, well, I want to get to that because I've been seeing some draft wards lately. And again, we can talk about the, or the repercussions of a Seahawks win or loss here and what their offseason may look like, because you, you got me intrigued now with that thought, Rashad, because again, I've been seeing some draft boards and what the Seahawks can do with that. Now, number almost number three pick that the Broncos essentially gave them. We're going to get into the into that next. You can text us 503-250-1080. Who do you want to see get that seven seed? Who do you want to see make the playoffs? Who do you think's going to make the playoffs? What's the best for the NFL? Hit us up. But first, we got a Sports Center update. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I have to beg, please, for your sympathy, I don't mind, because you mean Football that Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. All right, we're back here on Football Sunday. Uh, since it's a uh, friend of mine, and I was just talking to Rashad about it, and it seems like nobody at ESPN wants to talk about it. Shout out to Air the Hawani UFC MMA reporter because he's the only one that wants to call out the POS Dana White that he is for smacking his wife in a club. He tries to say, uh, we've known each other for a long time, and these are just one of those unfortunate things that happen. Yeah, great excuse, bud. So Air the Hawani. He's been catching strays. I had to tell Rashad from a lot of MMA guys, and he's the only one that's not backing down and uh, calling out Dana White for being the POS that he is. So uh, keep up the good fight, man, because there's not a lot of people that are saying anything about the whole Dana White situation. No, no, they're they're not. And, uh, again, I think if UFC is big but not so big to where – Enough people, no, you know, you know what I mean. Again, like, if this, this happens to Goodell, oh, absolutely, or an Adam hundred percent. Like this is front page of every single magazine, newspaper. If people still read newspapers, yeah. right. So, all right, we we're not going to go too far into that because there ain't much to break down, right? Dana White, POS, big yeah. shocker, right? Uh, but Rashad, before we left, 
I was saying that it's kind of a weird predicament that I feel that Seahawk fans are in, and you don't think it's that weird, but Geno has had a great year, but let's just say the back half of this has not been as great as the first half. I think that is fair to say. And it's left the question to a lot of people, can we do better at the quarterback position, or do we keep Geno because his performance, his leadership, the guys like him in the locker room, that speaks volumes there. We 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 don't have to take a risk on that because we know we have that. But the reality of the NFL is the best way to put yourself in a chance at winning Super Bowls is having a top 10 best quarterback in the NFL, right? And you usually get those at the top of the draft. I've been seeing a lot of C.J. Stroud at number three to Seahawks, Rashad. I've been hearing that um, from all my sources around the league. That's what I've been hearing. But I've seen it multiple times and enough people talking about the idea that it, that will not die down. That As we get closer to the draft, what the Seahawks are going to do at quarterback, I mean, just in general, they have, I want to say the Seahawks have two first-round picks and two second-round picks this year, Rashad. Yeah. So, I mean, they have, they can do a lot of damage in those first two rounds. But again, the most important position in all the sports, the quarterback, if the Seahawks win and they go to the playoffs, I mean, do you do you have to bring Geno back? What you say it's not a weird, you know, predicament conflict that they're in, but again, it's like what I, I don't know what they do. I mean, okay, so you say you want a top ten quarterback. Uh, well, I prefer one. I prefer yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, and I think that's the you know, I think most franchises would prefer one, you know, and make things so much easier for them. So as it stands currently, Geno Smith, he's top ten in passing yards. I want to say he's like eighth or ninth or something like that, but he's on, he's on the list. As it stands, Geno Smith is, you know, I want to say he's top ten, top twelve in the league in passing touchdowns. So it's not that he's not that. I'm not. I mean, obviously, it takes a couple years for you to be really be put in that category. You can have a great year and then fall off the next year. And from what we've seen from Geno, is a lot of mediocrity, you know, for the most part. And I'm just going to equate it to playing for the Jets. There you go. If you're a quarterback for the Jets, you're not going to be very good. You know, if, if, if you don't believe me, look at their current situation now. It's just what it is. And then people look at you like, no, nah, I don't know if this kid, you know, can cut the mustard. And so this has been Geno's coming out party because he's been able to show that he can play. And unfortunately, like these last seven, eight weeks or so, it hasn't looked like it. They, they they they've looked a little slower um the the team just is just looks disconjointed just a little bit as they've kind of got to the tail end of the season i'm not going to blame that all on gino i honestly don't think pete carroll takes enough hit for the way that the seahawks play and some of the play calling and you know some of the some of the pieces that he has let go over time that would make them better so i mean i i, I understand because cj stroud i mean you'd like to go younger you'd like to go with the bigger name but we also know how a lot of these, you know, how Ohio State quarterbacks end up working out for you once you get to the league. And so, I mean, you have you have a situation here to where there's some free agents. Now, I don't think you're going to get Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't think you want Tom Brady at this point. But as I look at the free agent list, Geno is in that top 10 of all the NFL free agents that are available. So I say if you have that for now, I don't think you have to sign them to a long contract. And honestly, I think Gino would understand that. You want to get as much money as you can. But, yeah, I don't see why you couldn't sign him for three years and and go from there and, and see what you end up getting after maybe two, two and a half. To back you up on those stats, I do indeed have those some. Those are some stats for your ass. QBR, fifth in the league at 102.9. As far as yards, you were right. He is eighth in the league at 4,069 touchdowns. He's got 29, which is good for fourth in the league behind Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. So he's been quietly killing this entire season, <laughs> you know, but it hasn't equated to a lot of wins, so people aren't really talking about him. He has less interceptions than Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, and Kirk Cousins. So four of those, three or four of those guys were in, they are top five quarterbacks. He's got a, yeah, 29 to nine touchdown interception uh, ratio this year. 
and he leads the league in completion percentage. So, I mean, in, in my Boy. estimation, based on based on what you were just saying, you know, as far as every every team, every franchise wants a top ten quarterback or something. Those were all top be. ten. Those stats were all top ten <laughs> stats for the year. That's but, why I'm like that. I literally, when I threw it to you, I said, I don't know what they do. I yeah, am kind of like I think I don't. And I, for me, I don't know if it's that much of a of a question. You can go ahead and play the free agent route and throw money at Lamar Jackson that he's not going to take, um, or you can go the draft route and hope that C.J. Stroud lands in your lap, you know, at three. And this is all considering if Seahawks lose today, you know, and we're knocking on wood because secretly. Well, again, I think even if them. they win, it's like, what if they lose today, but it's a barn burner because their defense couldn't handle it. And it's like 38, 35 and Gino throws for 300, three times. <laughs> that doesn't, again, that, yeah. that helps his case, right? That, that helps his case, but also it goes into thinking, yeah, these great stats, but you're not winning, you know, as opposed to somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's also, a, who, who's also up for free agency, who doesn't have great stats, but he wins a lot. And well, you know, so I think that's a lot because of who his coach is. I mean, the coaches will tell you a lot what they think of their quarterback. I'll say in this. their game plan. <laughs> I'll say this: I, as a Patriots fan, I watched Jimmy G come in when Brady was out for two of those four games and be great. You know, so <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, I know. But, but I just like it's like, hey, I remember seeing him play I remember, like, two I, games so, seven years ago, yeah, and he was and pretty he was, solid. I right? remember <laughs> taking a team to the Super Bowl that really probably shouldn't have been to the Super Bowl. And Listen, then I remember it, taking him back to a championship game when there were a lot of question marks around how good this team really was, how good he really was. That's why I'm like, man, yes, I get it. He doesn't give you the stats that I think most people are looking for, but damn, it, it equates to a W in a well, lot of cases. Let's so. be real. I think, I mean, Captain Obvious speaking, it's just like some quarterbacks are going to perform because they are a, an amazing quarterback, and some quarterbacks are going to perform because they have the right system, they have the right coach, and there's nothing wrong with that. But again, it's like you got to be real. Geno Smith, is he going to do this with every other team in the league, or is he in the right situation? Is Jimmy G going to do what he does for the 49ers with any other team? Whereas you look at Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you could probably make the case that those guys would be shredding it wherever they would be. So it's, again, I don't know what they do. I think to, I don't want to put a lot writing on just today because I you got to look at the season as a whole. The dude has had an amazing season for them. I don't think that he's been their problem. I think it's been defense. And I think it's been trying to shore up the offensive line. They did add some pieces in the draft last year. But, again, I, I think there's other parts of this team that you can solidify that will essentially make Geno – it will elevate his skill set. You have a better defense around him. You give him more opportunities. You have more skill players. You know, add another running back to Kenneth Walker back there, two-headed monster, right? You saw that what happens when he's down, that they lose that depth. So, Seahawks – Boy, it, it, it's going to be fun today. As much as I want the Lions to win it, like I said, Seahawks are a close second because I would love to see it culminate in a win and Gino kind of be like, told you guys, I showed you. Still haven't wrote back. <laughs> no, still ain't wrote back. And so, yeah, we'll but, see what happens with Gino, but Seahawks, don't be dumb. You, you got to say, though, I mean, C.J. Stroud definitely did help his case in that Georgia game as far as uh, draft stock goes, yes? He did. <laughs> he, I mean... <laughs> 300-something yards, 40-plus points of offense. I mean, he's he's up there at three for, you know, that top five for a reason. Yeah, so. he definitely did. All right, next, let's go to the AFC playoff picture because, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I don't know what the hell's going on as far as the top half of the AFC goes, who gets the one seed and who doesn't and who gets home field and if there will even be a home field. But there is still a wild card that's being fought for, the seven seed between the Patriots, Dolphins, and the Steelers. Can't believe it. We'll get into that next. Text us, 503-250-1080. We did get one text message that just said, no. I don't know if that's to Gino or to C.J. Stroud. Elaborate, please. But we will get into the AFC playoff picture next on Sports Sunday, Football Sunday, 1080 The Fan. It's there. You're listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. That's right. Joe Fish, Rashad Taylor over there. Um, Rashad, answer me this. Two questions, actually. 
how are the Steelers still in the playoff hunt? And how are the Patriots still in the playoff hunt as well? Because they, uh, I'm sorry, man. I know they're, they're your team, but they're not a far cry from the Jets at this point. Don't, number one, don't do that. <laughs> they're they're much more superior to the Jets. Like over time, yes. I think the but... main thing for the Pats is they just don't have a lot of, don't have a lot of offense. They don't have a lot of weapons at receiver, which is not uncommon for, for the Patriots. I was going to say shocker. To not have a star receiver um, uh, running still, running back by committee as opposed to anything. But it's been this defense for the Pats that's kept kept us in it. You know, they've played hard. They've got some uh, some great pass rushers, uh, some pretty good corners. And so that's really what's been keeping the Pats afloat. And it kind of reminds me of these those Patriot teams early in Tom Brady's run where Brady was considered more of a game manager. I think a lot of us don't remember. Like, he wasn't just, you know, lighting the world on fire with his with his offense at a point. Like, for a long time, for the first three championships for the Patriots, it was the defense that was kind of getting it done. So this defense reminds me a little bit of that. I don't think they're as good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what, it, you know, defense wins games. I think that's a big thing. Whenever we've seen – this buzzsaw of an offense that's breaking NFL records and everything up until they get to the to the uh, Super Bowl, what usually happens? They end up playing a great defensive team, and they just chop them down the size. We saw it with Peyton Manning and the Broncos, and they played the Seahawks, and the Seahawks bludgeoned them. We saw the Patriots' defense uh, against that Cam Newton-led Panthers team. When Remember, the Panthers went 15-1 and then ran through the playoffs like it was nothing. Cam Newton won the MVP, and they played that Patriots defense and just got shut uh, down. Broncos. Not Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. No. I'm so sorry. Broncos. Uh, Broncos defense and got shut down. You know, so that happens more often than not my Patriots against the Giants. That Giants defense, man, Tom Brady was talking a lot. It's like, they're only going to hold us to 17? <laughs> okay. And, yeah, that's exactly what they end up doing is only holding us to 17 at that point. So, yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what I think about great defenses. Right now the Pats have one of those. And we have them currently in the seven seed. If the playoffs started today, they're going to be taking on the Bills, which uh, how are you feeling about that? Because I can imagine that the Bills want to win this game by like a million. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, let's be real. It, thank God that everything is trending well with DeMar Hamlin, because I would also like if we were still here today and we didn't know what was going on with him and he was still in a bad spot. I think they're they would probably be their minds wouldn't be on this game as much. But I think getting all the encouraging news that they have over the last week leading up to today, they can kind of like breathe, you know, all right. I think hopefully he's going to be good, you know, turning the corner. Let's let's get this game. Let's go win this for him. That's such a tough situation because (laughs) I mean, for no, for seriously, for all of us, like we all watch somebody, you know, if you've ever been in a restaurant or a party or somewhere and someone has a like a heart attack in front of you or a stroke or a seizure or something that's like really serious like it's scary bro like it's super scary even when you don't know that person none of us know DeMar right. Hamlin personally and we saw that all of us kind of held our chest like well what's happening is is he okay like and you know it sucked to see that and so of course like if you're the Bills, you're not in the probably the, the greatest mental space because as a football community, as a sports community, I don't think any of us were. We're just like, man, I think the, the mood the next day was very almost somber. You know, the, that Monday was like, bro, this is – it was hard to do. From every, from every radio uh, show, from every podcast, every on-air um, you know, live television show, it was all like the sadness, you know, for everybody. So if we felt that. I'm sure the Bills felt it, you know, in, in droves. And so, I mean, I'm, I think that you want to win this one for your guy. Like, yeah. now you know that things are, things are turning the right way. You know, he's starting to get more of his, his physical functions back all of a sudden. It's like, okay, let's go out there and win this one, you know, for him. And it doesn't hurt that they're playing a rival. And it doesn't hurt that – are they at home? today uh this oh good question i i'm not seeing if it's at or away uh this is at buffalo okay yeah so this is at home lots of love for demar hamlin's going to be in there i'm sure it's going to be an emotional game for them if they can keep their emotions in check this is a great opportunity for the bills to go ahead and clinch that number two seed you know we're not still not sure still not sure what's going to happen with the coin toss and you know the everything if that's what they're doing but um yeah, I, I think you're playing with a lot of emotion. It's just you, it's going to be important to keep those emotions 
in check because if there's any coach that we know that can manipulate emotions, it's the genius Bill Belichick. And so, and for whatever reason, um, he doesn't, as of late, it's been rocky against the Bills, but every now and then they'll snatch one from the Bills and it's like, oh, okay. So if anything, Bill Belichick needs this game. He needs his game for his legacy. He needs his game for, I mean, not for his legacy. We know he's the greatest, you know, but we know he's the greatest with Tom. And so now we have to see, can he get some playoff wins without Tom? And so this is going to be an important game for he and Mac Jones. It's going to tell us a whole lot about that kid. Well, I want to say it was a guest, at, I think it was Albert Breer was on Colin Coward. And he talked, uh, they were talking about the Patriots and what to do with Mac Jones. And he referenced that, at the beginning, it was the off season, like the owners meeting to start the year in like May or June, whatever the hell. And basically, uh, Bob Kraft had a quick little media moment, uh, media scrum. And he started it by saying, like he wasn't even asked. He was, he promptly said like, well, I'm uh, not happy because we have not made the playoffs in the last three years. It was something along those lines. Like basically, again, he just unprompted mentioned the fact like yo we haven't been to the playoffs in three years and i'm not okay with that and so not making it for a fourth year and uh, as you mentioned the offense looking the way it is with mac jones your first round pick uh, boy it's i do not like the patriots getting that seven playoffs last year you know it's like we have we made the you know but we haven't been back to that super bowl and i think that's the you know when you're so used to winning and it, it sucks, but I have to throw my team in there. When you're the Lakers, when you're the when you're uh, the Celtics, you know, and you've got this tradition of winning, when you're the Patriots, like you almost become like expectant of the fact that yes, we should get there. We sh- we've won seven champion or six championships. We should be in the playoff hunt every single year. We should be there. And I think it's tough, you know, when when you're so used to winning, you know, it's tough to get used to the fact that this is this is going to be a, a process. It's going to be a struggle. Right, right. And I think that's where he is right now. Yeah, I'm um, I'm intrigued to see what happens today in that game. I'm intrigued to see what happens in the Dolphins-Jets, even though that you have Mike White versus Skylar Thompson. Mm. I, I just, man, the Dolphins one is a tricky one, too, because it's like I want the Dolphins to win. Uh, my dad's a Dolphins fan. I like Tua. But also it's like if they make the playoffs – is Tua playing in that wild card round? And are we really risking him getting a third concussion in a season? Like, I kind of want the Dolphins season to end this week so that way yeah. we can just give Tua the entire offseason rather than playing this game of, well, I don't know, he might play in the wild card. And it's like, I don't really want him to play again this season. And then the Steelers, we haven't even got to them. I mean, they, they're they one team that I probably watched the least this season, so that's why I'm also just like, what in God's name, how? But that defense... Mike Tomlin, that's what it is. That's what it is. You know, that every year, man. They're not quite the steel curtain, but you know, they are very good, you know, right now. And so yeah, I, I think you have a bunch of teams that are fighting for their lives. And what a what a better way to end the regular season. Like, I mean, you usually you have guys that, you know, they got their spot secured and I'm not I'm gonna arrest my starters, and that's happening for certain people, but there are certain you're looking at marquee guys that have to play on uh, on the Sunday because they want to make sure they lock up those playoff spots. So I think it's awesome. All right, we are minutes away from kickoff. Uh, pretty emotional scene in uh, Buffalo, New York right now, showing um, I believe they're doing the national anthem, just showed head coach Sean McDermott, and he was uh, teared up. Um, like I said, clearly a pretty emotional. A lot of DeMar Hamlin signs out there all over the place. Um, God, what a – honestly, though, modern medicine and first responders and nurses and doctors to go from what happened Monday night to where we were by the end of the week, man. Absolute, like, unbelievable. No, absolutely, man. So shout out to all the doctors, nurses, you know, all the EMTs and everybody that was on on site and, and ready to move when, when DeMar Hamlin went down on Monday night, man. You guys are definitely, definitely the real. You can make the case that, you know, being at an NFL stadium when something like that happens, it's a it's a good spot to be on because, I mean, let's be real, all those people are waiting for an injury to happen and they're ready to go. And so when something like that happens, they're ready to jump into action. And so 
thank God for them. Again, the nurses and doctors over there at University of Cincinnati and the advancements of science and technology and medicine over our lifetimes, because uh, I'm going to make a I'm going to make a guess that we probably wouldn't have been able to pull this off in, uh, you know, 1970 or 1960. No, no, it's unfortunate. <laughs> but, and yeah. you know, it's kind of funny. But, yeah, it's you know, I'm, I'm so glad that we live in a time that we live to where these people are so so smart and we're, so you know intuitive to be able to make that happen we're up against it but souk says it all the time like everybody that says like man i'd really like to live back in 1850 or you know experience those times like no you would not because you know as um, you're tweeting it antibiotics are pretty cool <laughs> right don't know if you've ever tried those out people but... were dying from diarrhea <laughs> back then like get out of here <laughs> all right i've got red zone on the tv we've got nfl going on so i say we make the transition rashad to some college football because we've got a natty tomorrow. National championship, Georgia, TCU. Are you cool with that as I uh, hand you the steering wheel, my let's friend? Let's go. All right, let's do it. College football championship tomorrow, Georgia, TCU. Let's get it. Football Sunday, text in 503-250-1080. We get to that next here, Football Sunday, 1080, The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.